0: They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of, they talking all of, they talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness,
1: talking all of this everybody, welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I'm joined by my best friend, X2 Flyer, Eric Trembicki. We're back. And Josh Prepagina. Hey, Josh, hey. say Hello. He lasted to 9.30 tonight, guys. 9.23, I think. He, he didn't last to, I believe the text he sent me was 9.30, but he did not last to 10.05 live. I hate it here. <laughs> all right. So, as always, subscribe on all podcast platforms. Yeah, 9.30 on the news. Yeah, it was 9.30. All podcast platforms, subscribe. What a maneuver! on that right for your man Madness gear and ringside collectibles. Use promo code Matt to save ten percent off your order. So we had AW all out this week. I was with you in good people watching. So before we get to that, what have you watch, what, did, what else did you watch this week?
0: Well, Aaron, uh, since we last got on the air, um, I did watch SmackDown, not live. I watched uh, Rampage. I watched that Saturday night um Sunday morning I went through Smackdown and Saturday I also did the um the 30 minute pre- um, hype segment that AEW put together for All Out. Aside from that I haven't watched much uh I've listened to a few podcasts I watched some little videos on social media here and there uh, oh um I'll be completely honest, uh, rest in peace to former WCW and TNA superstar Daphne. Yes. I I had zero recollection of her. I actually watched two of her matches. Outside of that, that's about it. Obviously, me, as me being a accolade snob with her being a uh, – I didn't get to see any of her WCW hardcore uh, title stuff, but I did watch two of her Cruiserweight Championship matches. I actually plan to do a little more research on her when I get some time.
1: Yeah, I do remember her – Running around with crowbar with the coveted WCW Hardcore title, but that, that's about it. So, but RP Daphne, if you ever need somebody to talk to, you as you guys know, somebody will hear you. You might get curved by somebody, but find somebody. And uh, right. even as an adult, you know, when you're younger, you kind of, kind of, kind of poo-poo therapy. You know, but I'm all for therapy as you get older. Like, as you get older, it's like God, like. Maybe I should go to therapy, you know, just to talk. It doesn't have to be anything wrong with you, just to, just to talk, even about good stuff, good or bad. But for me personally, I didn't really watch anything this week. The only thing I did get the chance to watch, we talked about it last week, was what I meant to watch last week, but I didn't get a chance to, and that's the, 20, the WWE 24 for date night one of WrestleMania. I really enjoyed it. Those always get me, especially the last two 24s and the last two WrestleManias, because we had the no fans in attendance WrestleMania. And then there's the first one mm-hmm. back in fans. And you see a lot of these guys getting emotional. It follows it follows around Cesaro, Bianca Belair, majority of the episode. And especially with the Bianca Belair main event moment. And she's crying. And you know what the moment is. And they talk about the, uh, the first two African-American women main event in WrestleMania. And then, like, you know... As a as a parent, you know, you know you want you want your kids to like what you like, <laughs> and so like I'm watching this and Leah she's running around all over the place and Bianca Belair she's talking about representation matters and to me Leah looked at the TV and took something from that so I'll leave it at that but that's uh, <laughs> but I, 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 that's how I'm interpreting it but definitely a good 24 I, I plan on watching the next one because I know they talked about in that one how Daniel Bryan wasn't even supposed to be in the main event. On night two, so I'm looking forward to seeing how that actually goes. But that's all I did actually watch this week, it's other than the um, AWL, of course. So, uh, I'll, you know, I'll, we'll go. To, we'll get the All oh, Out. And friends.
0: then, of course, I did watch Dynamite, which is this week, which we're we're recording this freshly after that just aired.
1: Yeah. Yes, we are 10:05 live. Was it's more like 10:51 live now, but 10:05 live as always. No, K-save, no, KFAB, KFAB, KFAB. <laughs> all right, so. um, if you haven't been with us before, we'll play for you our rating system. Place. If it's a horrible show, it gets a jubber. If the show falls somewhere in the middle, it gets a slumber knockout. And if it is an amazing show, it gets the rating of ratings, it will get a show personality. Alright, David Howard. So, AW All Out this past weekend from Chicago. I watched with you and a great company. So I'll let you take this one first. What did you think of All Out twenty twenty? You sure you
0: want me to take this first?
1: Yes, go ahead. All right, this Talk was to him, kid.
0: This was, all right. This was a motherfucking showstopper. I'm trying to think of the last time I think I saw a pay-per-view that was as riveting, a pay-per-view that I enjoyed the most uh, or as much as this. The only thing I can think of in recent memory maybe was WrestleMania when the Hardys came back. Um, yeah, this, this was an amazing show, top to bottom. Um, You've you really got to be anti-AEW to find nitpicks for it. I would say the max that I was the least invested in during while I was playing was the main event, which was still a great match. If you're telling me the undercard is delivering that strong and you still get a great match in the main event, top to bottom, what more could you ask for?
1: So I'm going to give this a showstopper as well. The crowd I thought was great, and you made a point in the main event because with Christian and Kenny, you know, it felt out of place because I think the crowd might have been pooped at this point or they could have cared less. But you made a point by saying that, well, at least they're not shitting on it. And I can appreciate that because WWE crowd would have just shit on it. And mm-hmm. I definitely, I definitely appreciate that. Now, we got, we knew about the surprises most, most of them. Like if Mary Byrd knew Adam Cole was going to be there either, even though that wasn't really teased, you kind of had to be under a rock at that point. But I thought the surprises were delivered really well, no doubt. And you know, I'm not a big Bucks guy, but you know, I'm fair. I'm not going. I'm, I'm I don't. I'm not going to sit there and make up some excuse. I'm always fair when it comes to this. But that was the. Match of the night is not even close to cage match. Match of the year, the Brothers, I mean, that's like, definitely a match of the year contender. It's definitely up there as of right now for me. It's number one. But that are, match, people are arguing that's
0: one of the best tag matches, one of the best cage matches of all time.
1: Because that—that's where the Bucks shine. Because when it comes to the Bucks, when it comes to just like shit happening, I'll watch it. But like, as far as like when they're—they don't really have many matches that have a bunch of story going on. But I'm not saying they're not a great tag team. I'm not saying they're not phenomenal athletes. I'm not saying none of that stuff. Just not for me. Yeah, their match is delivered. Yeah, th- yeah, that cage match was awesome. And we talked about this uh, when it happened. When after the match, we had Pentagon with his daughter. And then me and you having daughters and Prep having daughters. It's, we, it's just you, you can't help but to smile when you see something like that. So I did oh, enjoy that. I'm
0: going
1: Yeah, I definitely did enjoy mm. that. Go ahead.
0: Time out. Shout out to the listeners. If you ever heard a friend of the show Richie Smiley, not only was this match so great, and I'm not being biased on why I loved it, but the match also won me fifty dollars. And,
1: and this is the thing: for
0: the entrances, I predicted that the Lucha Brothers were going to win. I also called that last week when the preview.
1: I I thought you picked the Bucks.
0: Win the bet or last week?
1: Last week on the show. No, I. I I meant I'm to go back and listen, because sure. I know I picked... I, I believe I picked the Lucha Brothers.
0: I'll, I'll tell you what. I I If I had the time, I was home sick today with my daughter, but if I had the time, I wanted to listen... When I was making my notes earlier, I wanted to re-listen to the show because I think I predicted the results of every match correctly. Uh, Maybe I'm on my own high horse, but I'm pretty
1: sure... I, I, I know you picked Jericho correctly, because... Like
0: and we are in the house watching it, I think I was the only one thinking Jericho was going to win. Most people were thinking he was losing.
1: Yeah, definitely. But I, I was on a
0: roll that night, babe.
1: But I'm almost positive that we were we differed on the tag title match. But you, no matter what, you won your money fair. You you want your money no matter what. Britt Baker mm. and Chris Reddlin. I thought that was a fun match, despite having not much of a build within a week. Jericho, Jericho, MJF, MJF countdown, fantastic, trolling. So, the troll work
0: was so good, predictable. I'm—I mean, don't want to say predictable, but it was like a callable spot. You knew it was like, you, you knew, you know, because they're good. You know, this company delivers. When you're seeing it happen, you're like, oh shit! You know what this could be?
1: Yeah, and then also, there. <laughs> This is a wrestling thing, not just an AEW thing or WWE thing. It's just a wrestling thing, you know. Like they always have like their little hokey rules or inadvertently or refs coming out at random times. Like it's a wrestling thing. It, it happens.
0: I, the reason I have an acceptance with it is, the again, it's a young company. It's the first time AEW's ever done it. Yeah,
1: it. it the way I see
0: it, it's and a I wrestling. A Jericho called spot, and at the same time, it almost MGF won – for a second, showed almost, again, NJF's third loss in the company's, in a singles uh, competition, which, unless you know off the top of your head, who has he lost to besides Moxley? Um,
1: hmm.
0: The only reason I know is because when he was coming out of his entrance, it, it had his singles record up. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure Cody has no wins over him. I didn't know who else has beating him.
1: Did? No, Jericho didn't even beat him. Huh? Yeah. I don't remember.
0: Yeah, I, so I didn't know if that was on the top, uh, top of your head. But was I, it Hangman? I appreciate that. Did, obviously I think it was Hangman.
1: Hangman? Oh? I think it was Hangman because then...
0: Probably year one.
1: Yeah, because I'm trying to remember who... Did Hangman win the Battle Royal to become number one contender? Or did he have to beat MJF? Um, I'm talking. About MJF, this, this is going two years back at, at the original double or nothing.
0: MJF has won the ring both times. Oh, and uh, Hangman won the battle. Hangman won the battle royal. Jericho beat Omega, and that made it so okay. it was Jericho versus um, uh, okay. Hangman for the title.
1: Okay, we'll have to look that up about who beat MJF. But yeah, I love that trolling. And then, like I said, it's a wrestling thing. It happens. We've seen it a bunch of times. So it's like take it for what it is. You like it, you like it. You hate it, you hate it. Well, yeah. all, all wrestling companies do it.
0: Yeah, I, I'm fine with it because you know the company is you know celebrating a little over two years in, for their career at this point, and it's the first time they've done it. Um, the refereeing gets shit on a lot, and. I can appreciate one another. I always actually enjoy that spot. I don't enjoy – I guess my one issue is the inconsistency of it where I don't think something has happened where somebody's gotten pinned and the wrestler getting pinned had their foot on the leg. I don't think that's happened in AEW yet. So the next time that happens, if a referee doesn't come out and point it out, that's when there's going to be the issue. I know the referees in AEW get shit on a lot due to their refereeing skills during tag <laughs> matches and such, main event matches and such. But if they can stay true to this the next time this spot happens, my, you know, again, my hat will remain off to them.
1: Yeah, and um, like I said, it, it's just a wrestling thing. It happens. So you just take it for what it is. It, I still enjoyed the show. I'm not, I'm not going to give it a hard time because. I'll call out any company that does that because it's whatever, but it's just a wrestling thing. And we also had the debut the debut match of CM Punk with Darby Allin. I love that story that they told in the ring, especially early on with the filling out process. And it's basically telling the story like you said last week when Punk said, if I was seven years old or whatever, you'd be my favorite wrestler. And then Darby says, well, when I was this age, you were my favorite wrestler. So I thought they did a good job doing that. And like I said, we told, we had those debuts. Sure And I'm going to start with those debuts. I'm going to start with Ruby Soho. Now, to me, this is the the sign that they actually did need. You know, the other ones are great championship pieces to the puzzle. But this Ruby Soho one is the one they actually really did need. And as much as I love Britt Baker, I know she's no technician in the ring, but she's definitely probably one of the top three strongest characters that the company has. And typically on Dynamite and Rampage, well, they, they now have Rampage, but typically before Rampage became a thing on Dynamite, the women only got a small backstage segment in one match. It was usually dedicated to the champion for the most part. And they need more time on these shows. I know Dark and Elevation are canon, but they still need the actual TV time. I, I do appreciate that everything is canon as far as win loss record. Now, if you want to get more TV time for the women, get rid of QT Marshall's segments because it's a waste of damn time but you didn't have any tonight. <laughs> thank God. And people you talk, You and Richie kind of went head to head about this, but people are making a big deal about her debut and we'll see if they keep it up or not. Or is she just new shiny toy syndrome? She's
0: undefeated in singles competition.
1: <laughs> so give me your thoughts on Ruby Soho and your expectations on her in the company. Yes.
0: Oh man. Hold on. Let me tag in sleeping beauty prep. Man, he's not here. I wanted to tag Preppin really bad for this because from day one of Ruby Riot being up in New York, he was a big-time advocate for her. Um, Big cat Sean Walker, friend of the show, uh, who's been a very casual wrestling viewer lately, has been a day one Ruby Riot social media follower, and he's been watching all of her uh, build-up clips of where she's going after New York. Um, He almost came over Sunday because he was just interested in watching a potential Ruby Soho debut in AEW. Um, I think the debut was done well. I believe this is the second women's casino battle royal where we've had three or more in the men's division. Maybe this is only the first. I'm not sure. All I know is this has been the best and most successful Joker card debut. This is the first time the Joker has been the one that has won, to my my recollection. Unless they did one of these battle royals on Dynamite. Does the ladder
1: match, the ladder match doesn't count as a battle royal. I mean, well, a casino battle royal. It doesn't, I'm sorry. But I know Cage won as the surprise that he won the ladder match.
0: Are (sighs) you thinking about Scorpio Sky when he won that brass ring?
1: Cage, remember when Cage first debuted, he won that ladder match? I, I believe it was double or nothing of last year when he won the what cage. What did he
0: match. go? What did he go up to the top of the ladder and the chip? The chip. Maybe that was a battle royal. I don't know. I'd have to look that up. It was a ladder but, match.
1: Um, I remember that for sure.
0: Yeah, if it was a ladder match, it's not a comparison. And with all due respect, I'm a fan of Brian Cage, whether I'm I'm to do it or not. Um, however, um, not knocking what they've done with him. Uh, Again, stacked roster, he gets more, you know, 60-second promo time on Dynamite than he gets matches. Uh, They've already done stronger with Ruby Soho. We know she can go. She had a match with Hater tonight. She went over, and she has, I believe she's in a six-man tag this week on Rampage. I appreciated the hell out of this. They booked her strong. They... I just thought this was done well in so many ways. Richie also complained about... It's so funny, like, because I absolutely hate about how everything's spoiled, but he was almost complaining about... He was complaining that the crowd was chanting so much more. He's like, wow, I guess they can't keep a secret. Uh, I, again, <laughs> uh, over my head, I guess. Uh, I appreciated this match very much. I thought a lot of women got some good shine in it. We did have Ruby, Ho- uh, Ruby Soho's in ring one or one debut in dynamite, which she went over, and then we did get a um, we got the girls from the dark order. They had a little segment, which is building up to I believe a tag match that so they're either going to have a Rampage or Rampager they're having next week. So, who they having that with? Uh, um, they're having that with oh um the girls from uh, Matt Hardy's uh, okay. foundation.
1: Okay. The Bunny.
0: <laughs> so, uh, the Bunny and I trying not remember who the second person is on that. A lot going on. A lot of names. So, a little error in that. But, but two girls that are repping for the Hardy party family.
1: Okay. So, something else I saw. But
0: Joseph, speaking of him, he, he's, he cut a promo tonight where he, he I guess we're eventually going to be getting a hair versus hair match. But he, he's making a claim that he wants to shave Orange Cassidy's head.
1: Huh. So, by Matt's hair. So one, one thing I did see from Dynamite tonight was we kind of have an idea who CM Punk's next opponent is, someone from Team Taz.
0: Love it. Love it. The promo was fired. The segment was good. Pro- and again, maybe I'm a Punk mark, but top two segments of the night.
1: Did they specify who was it going to be?
0: Um, what I would love, fantasy fantasy booking, because you don't want to throw Punk. Most people are saying, you know, you don't want to put Punk right into that, uh, that title picture. Um, I, I would love him to go through the whole team, get to Ricky Starks, and win the FTW title. But <laughs> Ricky Starks got really done with Brian Cage. So I think we're getting next week, or it's going to be in New York, we're going to get Cage and Brian. Um, so I'm guessing he's going to start with Hook go to Hobbs, and then get to the starts. I I don't see any of those three guys serving Punk a loss, so I'm not sure what's happening. Maybe Cage is going to run through Starks because they're not even advertising that that match is going to be for the FTW title. I don't know. It's a little complex. But Punk, go, using uh, Taz's line, he said, I don't care if it's all four of you, beat me if you can, survive if. Ah, like yeah, very good, very good. No. Yeah, I
1: can't. I'm, I'm looking forward to actually watching that, watching that entire clip from the show. Now, the other two debuts that we got at all out: Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan. So, well, Bryan Danielson, excuse me. Now, I, people were surprised, but I don't know how the hell you were actually surprised about it, because it's Adam Cole. You knew his contract was up. You knew his friends were there. You knew his girlfriend was there. You knew, yeah. you knew that it was inevitable that he was coming. Now, they add star power to the company with those two names, and I said this at the top of the show, these guys are two pieces to a championship puzzle. They're not like a, a good hand that you just add to the roster. These are like two big-name championship pieces that you add to the puzzle. Now, Cole, people want to say he's a WWE guy, but he's not because before WWE, the, this, the, these guys were him. Like, when you saw Adam Cole, you thought of these guys in the Bullet Club and from Ring of Honor. Brian, I do consider a WWE guy. But AEW, they're kind of in the situation now.
0: Cole is an NXT guy. That's an Orlando guy. He's never been part of the main roster, ever. He's had well, matches on the main roster, never been a main roster well, guy. I,
1: I consider him a ROH Bullet Club guy. That's why I'm, I'm acknowledging him because when you see Adam Cole – you think of gals Anderson, and Kenny in the box. That's what you usually think of. And A.W., the kind of situation now that, that that WWE just kind of got themselves out of, and that's like the hoarding talent part, because you sign Brian, you sign Cole, that's star power. You got Ruby so Bush, you need her for your division. You just got CM Punk. Now, a lot of people, they like to compare the obvious thing between AEW and WCW. But with all these sign-ins, all these names on the roster, AEW, they can't forget their homegrown talent. And now, you've been a fan of AEW since the beginning. And you've seen from day one, whether or not you, whether or not you you've gravitated to everybody or not, but you can handpick who like, is going to work out. You can handpick who's going to be there for years. You can handpick who's going to be a big star in their future. And Tony Khan even brought this Heck up.
0: Thank
1: yeah. you. And Tony Khan even brought this up in one of the press conferences that when contracts come up, they'll, they'll visit it. But like, when you see when, you, when these contracts start coming up, you're going to see guys like people who you don't really see on TV off of, like a Joey Janella, Kip Sabian, guys like that. Those guys are going to be at the chopping block because there's no room at all. There's none at all. So what are your thoughts on how they're going to handle their roster? And do you think like their homegrown talent will get lost in the shuffle?
0: So I think I'm going to quote one of the greatest. The cream always rises to the top. So whether it's homegrown talent or people that have came in because of what they saw happen over the first six months, the first year, the first year and a half, the first two years, now when we're seeing these most recent four to five signings, um, a lot of these homegrown talents will remain. There are certain people that I do wonder about. Like, honestly, when you were just rattling off names, I was like, oh, shit, Kip Kip Sabian. Like, I forget, is he injured? Like, what's going on with him? His newly wife, she's she's thriving. Um, Kip, to me, was someone I never really got invested in. Um, Joey Janela, I hope things work out for him. I think some of his stuff he does on social media, or some of the way he's outspoken, could potentially hurt him. But I do hope somebody like him, that had a lot of prominent matches in the early months of AEW, who had a match in all, at All In, I hope he's can. I hope he moves up. I hope we're not just seeing him on Dark. I hope we see him back on Dynamite. I hope we see him having matches or on Rampage. I'm rooting for guys like that. I'll tell you what, if you were on the, the, the card at All In, I want you to thrive in AEW. If you were on the card at All In and you worked for WWE, I want to somehow see you in AEW because I want that, you know, I, w- I want that to, that whole puzzle to keep thriving. Um... I do think they, there are people that they sign that, you know, if they sign for a one-year deal or a two-year deal or a three-year deal, all right, cool, we're, we're passing the two-year deal mark. And in the third year, they can offer them less and say, hey, look, we obviously signed a dozen big names. We've taken up a lot of money. Um, you can go. You can go try to work for New York. You can go do entities, You can do this. Or, hey, we're going to offer you less. Um, Obviously, as us being merch fanatics, I, I, one person that comes to mind, and I'm not trying to be real pessimistic towards them, Pratt is a big fan of Marco Stunt. Marco Stunt, who's the third factor to the Jurassic Express. Jurassic Express already got a ringside exclusive du- uh, double pack. They have a, um, they're in the fifth line of AEW figures, and they're going to have more stuff coming out. Where's Marco Stunt? He doesn't got a figure. So, like, somebody like him, I feel like, sure, I know he has a small contract, but maybe in year three, hey, let's free that money up. Yeah. What do they really need him for? Has he had a match on Dynamite? One? He maybe has had, in a 101 episodes of Dynamite, I think he's had one match. Like, yes, did he do a run-in and help Christian and the Jurassic Express and Brian Danielson tonight? Yes. But... What to have the Cutler. Like,
1: I don't know. Yeah, when when you look at the roster and where it is now, and what it could potentially be after you basically cut off the guys that you really don't use or see on TV on a week-to-week basis, you have like these big names. You have Brian Cage. You have Malachi Black now. You have you still have Darby Allen, who's a homegrown talent. Now you do have a new another homegrown talent in Powerhouse Hobbs. You got rookie Starks, Team Taz. Now, Grant AEW, they do a, they do do an excellent job at getting these guys on TV, cause it, it's just like Vince Russo yes. will always say, he, the factions. He was big on factions. Like you see the Nation, you see you saw four or five guys out that got them on the show even though you didn't do anything. AEW is the same thing. Before Cage left Team Taz, you saw Team Taz. You saw what three, four pe peop- three, four, yeah. five people at the time. So that gets them on TV. So when you see them on TV, they're on the show. So you can't. You can't complain about them not getting T V time because they're a part of the show. But when you look
0: to piggyback off that, sorry to cut you off, just one little segment. One thing I really appreciate on a Wednesday night in two hours, they expose way more talent than and again, I'm not just trying to crap on WWE, but they expose way more talent over two hours than WWE does over three hours on Monday. Nobody yeah. can argue that to me. Oh no. The commercial- they're shorter. And then on Rampage on Friday, hey, we got one-hour show. So don't know if you know this. The national average for a TV show, there's a commercial segment. It's three minutes. It's six 30-second-long commercials. But they do a point whenever they – like majority of the time they're, when they're saying, hey, we're going to a commercial break, stay with us, it's 90 seconds. They're doing shorter commercial breaks for their one-hour show to also squeeze more shit in. Oh, yeah. Another thing to appreciate about the company. It also shows they're not money hungry. They're not just going off, the, off after that sponsor because they're trying to give you more product.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But what I was about to say was, now that Adam Cole's there, if you rewind back to 2014, 2015, this company is what, these, the AW is what, kind of what, that small wrestling bubble wanted in a company, because I talked about this when they all left Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor was just dead. I said I said that right when they all left because they were the biggest draw in the company. So these guys being in their own promotion, this is kind of what the wrestling world's been waiting for. These guys and their own promotion. Yeah, I mean, I
0: uh, I definitely get that. Um, it is, man, it is different times for sure. Oh, uh, one one thing I will point out, because I know you, you didn't watch this segment. One thing that is interesting to me, because I'm never sure, a hot topic is over a year ago, the Good Brothers, Carl Anderson, Luke Alice, they debuted in Impact, and I don't know if it was one year into it, I don't know if they have a contract with Tony Khan, because they advertise sometimes as if they are, that they work for both companies. They're there in impact with the elite all the time with the tag, with the impact tag belt. So for proper storytelling and, you know, quantity reasons, when we got that Daniel Bryan segment Sunday night, the good brothers dove out of the ring when they had the four and four square off. Kenny, booked it first, and then Carl Anderson got in the ring and basically filled his void. An interesting thing to me was during Adam Cole's segment tonight, Adam Cole is going over the elite. He doesn't mention Carl Anderson. He doesn't mention Luke Gallows. They don't talk about them. They just talk about how great everyone is. He he talks about Kenny Omega being the best, best tag team is a young Bucks. I, I thought it was a little unique. I, I don't know. I, you know, Before the full heel turn for the Young Bucks, we thought we may be seeing some type of tag match um, with the Young Bucks versus Anderson and Gallows. I may be overthinking this, but these guys are out there every week. They are helping the Bucks. They are helping Kenny. Just a little interesting to me. Again, everything is crowded. Yes, these are impact wrestlers. Maybe they're just helping out their buddy. Maybe they're just trying to get some... Some spotlight because if they're out there, hey, look, you know, the people that do like them, you know, they're going to keep buying more of their merch. Little interesting thing to me, I, you know, it, it helps kind of keep everything a little crowded. I just kind of wonder what is the long term plan with them.
1: With Gal and Anderson? Yes. Yeah, that's an interesting thing as well because a lot, like, you can tell a lot of stories with those guys. And we all know those guys are basically the bread and butter of the company, the elite as a whole. And the interesting, interesting thing is going to be because there's, there's, there's something that they haven't done yet, and that even during the whole process of the elite being back together, and that's them dealing with Cody. You know, that's a whole other storyline that they'll actually have, have to play out, and I'm actually looking forward to actually seeing that because I know Cody hasn't really been around those guys on TV much, and – same with hangman, especially since he split with Kenny. Yeah. I do think whenever hangman does return, he's going to be the one to take the title off of Kenny.
0: One would hope. I mean, that would would be beautiful. And the man deserves it. Obviously right now he's away. He's taking his time away for his, uh, firstborn child. Um, Cody has the, uh, redemption match against Malachi black at the New York show. That will be his returning moment. Um, I do look forward to that because I feel like in the early weeks of Dynamite, we did see Cody in some six-man tags with the Bucks. We did. But, you know, yeah, that's been a separate thing. Um, You do almost wonder, like, yeah, Cody could almost turn heel and be with them. Um, Maybe the one way to get Cody to challenge for the world title would be, hey, you're pushing me over the limits. Uh, If you still think you're better than me. Let's go against the rule. I don't know. Yeah, but I I think exactly what you're saying. I mean, it is one thing that you know. How do they get to it?
1: Yeah, there's definitely a bunch of things they can actually branch out of this. And I'm looking forward. I'm actually looking forward to. It. I can't wait to see what they do. So we also have the best of the best segment. So we're going to talk about Daniel Bryan, no, who is no more. We'll talk about Daniel Bryan's best WWE matches. If you can give me three of your personal ones. I wish Prep was here because he's seen inside like talk about it. But give me your three best Daniel, Daniel Bryan matches in your opinion.
0: I will. Two seconds. I actually just want I'm losing my mind over here. I lost my notepad. Here we go. Do 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 andy dandy. All oh, right, that makes sense because there's something else i missed hand in the notes I was trying to get to. All right, my top three Daniel Bryan matches no specific order. I know there's many matches that you're probably going to mention, so I kind of wanted to go in a different route. Um, I feel like we mentioned this on the show about three weeks ago when we were in the What Have You Been Recently Watching segment, so I'm going to go first. SummerSlam 2013, Daniel Bryan versus John Cena. Daniel Bryan wins his first WWE Championship. Um, I'm gonna spit out three matches and kind of a blah, 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 like a ramble. These are not matches I'm saying. Um, I have zero recollection of Over the Limit, Punk versus Brian. I should. I know that's probably on a lot of people's list. I feel like Over the Limit was a gimmick pay per view that went away before I got back into wrestling. But I guess I, I 2011 must have been his first year.
1: 2012. It, it wasn't year, a gimmick. It was just that was just name of the pay per view. Over the limit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, that's what I mean by it. But uh, that I know the WrestleMania matches, the Triple Threat with the with two out of three from Ev- or two out of four from Evolution. And I know the early match Triple H it's a lot of fanfare. Um, but what I do remember was the Wyatt family versus Punk and Daniel Bryan, where they had they were working together. I'm gonna put that because that still sticks in my mind. I wanted so bad to remember a specific. Uh, Team Hell No match, but I remember the segments more than I remember the matches. Um, I remember wanting Team Hell... Team Hell No did not win the blue SmackDown tag No, match, right? challenge. He just won it with Rowan. Um, so, yeah, that... Um, his, his match with Brock was a lot of fun. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I got the tag match. I got the match with Cena. And then my favorite match, I, I thought it was match of the year then... Uh, it's going to be the NXT Championship match on SmackDown. Adam Cole, baby, versus Daniel Bryan. The build-up backstage. Daniel Bryan confronting Triple H and Shawn Michaels. And the tease of a match of Shawn Michaels versus Daniel Bryan. Triple H cooling heads and saying, hey, no, 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 you got it. Yo, chair. Adam Cole popping up. Daniel Bryan said, I'll take the match, but let's make it for the title. Oh my god, it had big match feel, it had special, and as a championship mark, whether it's Impact titles being defended or an AEW, New Japan, all these various companies being defended on AEW, the few times NWA titles were defor- uh, defended in WWF, the invasion angles of simultaneous different companies. When you have a different championship being defended on another show, oh, I always will pop for that. But the fact that the NXT championship may have been held by Daniel Bryan and he may have won it on SmackDown, damn, that match was good. And that match was good. I'm going to watch that match tomorrow. <laughs> That's my favorite Daniel Bryan match,
1: number one. So you mentioned the over, the over the Limit one. They also had a match at Money in the Bank with AJ as the referee. That's a really good one. That's one of my favorites. Twenty twelve, I'm guessing. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Couple okay. months later, M- month or so later, and of course the Triple H match with Daniel Bryan, and a match with Team Hell. no that nobody mentioned on Instagram was the debut match against the Shield with them in Ryback at TLC. See,
0: I I was doing research on matches, and I did see that one get a lot of pla- uh, get That gets a lot that of that match race. is awesome. Is that – oh, my God. Is that a ladder match with, where they don't uh, – that's a TLC match where they don't climb the ladder, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, that's exactly why I'm not for that match. That's why I, I always have a disgusting taste in my mouth about that match.
1: Yep, that's, that's what that is because Punk was hurt at that show. Because he's, oh. he's supposed to face Ryback for the title, but he was hurt. So that's definitely one of them. And anytime I think of Daniel Bryan – I think about that twenty eighteen, that twenty nineteen, well, uh, yeah, t- late twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen run, when as the planet's champion, uh, getting ready to a few Kofi Kingston and b- basically. I'm being, waiting to see
0: that belt be, be cheap,
1: cheap. Yeah, basically, being a hypocrite, I lo- calling Kofi a B plus player. I, 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 loved it. Such a like it gets, it's gonna get forgotten in time, but such a great run, as he yeah. Daniel Bryan. I-
0: He was that character in that match against Brock, yes or no?
1: Yeah, because he had just won the title that episode, that episode, the previous episode of SmackDown. So we didn't really know what he was because he cheated yes, to be because yes, yeah, he cheated yeah, yeah. to VAJ. AJ. Cause he,
0: he came out, yeah, yep, 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 yep. and we so came out. True. We was like, "What's
1: he doing?" Because he just came like a whole different, new different, different Daniel Bryan. Now, during AW all that weekend, we got some reveals. So we got Unrivaled Series Nine coming out. Powerhouse Hobbs. Eddie Kingston, Thunder Rosa, Christian Cage, Brian Cage, and Ricky Starks here. So, oh, so you're getting old team Taz, for the, basically. Thoughts?
0: Need him. No, I need Taz in a suit, too. <laughs> uh, I, again, I, every AEW character's first figure, I will buy AEW Unrivaled Series 1 through 10. I'm completing all the sets. Um, the ringside exclusives, all the bloody ones—the Moxley, the Omega, the Britt Baker—those are probably the three figures I am the most excited for. Um, but yeah, I—I I, I don't think there's a really any disappointments. Um, I think trying to think, there's something else. Let me pull up. You give me some thoughts while I'm going to re-pull up and just see, see if there's anything else I'm missing.
1: So I'm interested to see if the K- Brian Cage comes with the FTW belt.
0: Oh, thank God. Yes. Uh, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm very curious about that. that. And Thunder Rose, I'm interested to see Thunder Rose in a figure form. I'm really, I really am. And they pump it out Christian yeah. Cage real, real early. I'm interested to see that as Yes, well.
0: they do that with everyone from New York. A little annoying. And Uh, and unmatched, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, God. and you know, we already knew this, but uh, unmatched series three, dark order, which is falling apart, or in dynamite this week, but Brody Lee very much looking forward to his figure. I pray he comes with a red, red, and gold.
1: Uh, I will hope so,
0: red and gold TNT title because we don't have that yet.
1: I will hope so. Then, no one, yeah,
0: the, the, that, that would be the proper way.
1: And then on Unmatched on Series 4, we got CM, the debut figure of CM Punk, which I um, can't wait to see. Not to mention, we got CM Punk in, in, tr- in tights now instead of trunks. I wonder what this figure actually come in. I, I'm sure we'll get his shirt, which I'm interested to actually see.
0: One would, one would hope, because all the chaos, that shirt.
1: <laughs> we got uh, MJF. I'm sure this was the one that comes with the robe. Car- Hopefully,
0: man, because unrivaled six, yeah, unrivaled six with no robe, n- nothing really extra except the mic was a little lackluster.
1: Yeah, and then we have Jay Cargill, Cody, Hangman Page, and Corazon de Leon, Chris Jericho. Yo,
0: my favorite. Time out. Time out. Time out. From one girl dad to another. I'm Prep listens to this back, right? he's going to be pissed. So, I'm all excited. I'm driving. You and Prep are texting me the leaks to this. Man, I'm, I'm excited. Valentina's telling me, while driving, to get off the phone. I pass it back. I pass the phone back. And Corazon de Leon, the heart of the lion, is in the top left corner. Valentina's looking at them all. She's like, I know this person. I know this person. I know who everyone is in this picture except the guy in the top left corner. I was like, Who? Was like, the one with the blonde hair. I flip back, I turn my head, I look at it, I was like, You know who that is. So like, who? I was like, That's Chris Jericho. <laughs> so the best part was, out of that set, she knew who everyone was, but you have a early 90s Chris Jericho figure potentially coming out, and that's the one she doesn't know. I proud dad
1: <laughs> and then we also we also saw renders for unrivaled eight and I can't wait to get this and that's this is the lights out ringside exclusive brit banker dnb I'm pissed it's not coming till january as of now it's january it probably get pushed back I, I'm what's the pissed. word
0: do you know anything about the the men's lights out I guess or what's that that's ringside exclusive too I'm assuming
1: I don't think so. I don't. I don't see it. Well, it, yes, it is ringside exclusive. It is ringside exclusive. But the Britt Baker, I'm, I'm upset it's not coming by December because if it came in December, it makes my figure of the year list.
0: Okay. Well, well, I guess that should help you know narrow down your selection.
1: It does not because I. That's all. It's always rough making that list. And as far sure. as as far as reveals, that's it. So, do you have anything else you want to talk about?
0: Yes, I do. Because an interesting topic that you put on your notes list. Actually I actually had two things, but I guess we will go with this. There's something that was a topic for the show that you oh, left oh, out.
1: Oh, Mick Foley saying that.
0: Mick but- Foley. Now, time out. I may have wrote too many letters. Mick Foley's pretty good, according to my notes. But some would say that motherfucker is God.
1: Oh yeah, because you definitely can't. You can't knock what he said. So if you ever heard what Mick Foley said, he said basically he's saying if he was a young talent, he would look at AEW before he looked at WWE. And at this point, I don't blame anybody because when you look at WWE, they they get so greedy. Um, and this is just one part. This isn't even even about that as a talent part. Like Adam, Cole, the report is saying Adam Cole didn't want to give up his Twitch or what or whatever. It's been, it's like basically WWE is basically trying to own you, literally own you. Mm-hmm.
0: I had somebody ask me though, like, hey, how did Adam Cole come out using um uh, his name? I was like, what do you mean? What well, does WWE own that? I was like, no, that was his name before he got there.
1: Like I don't know if you noticed, but they try to trademark Chelsea Green's real fucking name, and she was actually had to fight them to get her fucking name. I'm like, what the fuck? Like what is wrong with you people? And like Ryder and Hawk, um, Cardona and Myers, they talked about this on their show. Somebody asked a question about about this, and how they didn't really want WWE's involvement in their podcast. Myers did, but Cardona didn't because he knew what happened with True with True Long Island story, and he didn't want any involvement by them. And if it came down to quitting the company or doing the podcast, they would take the podcast. So it's like... It's like these and,
0: and, they, and, and they won because of what they're doing with the podcast, their success, what they're bringing in financially.
1: Yeah, and like this coming legit wants to own you. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, really? We can't do anything. Now the talent, from a talent perspective, you look at them and unless like, you know going in, you're a Vince guy. Because... The problem isn't NXT. It's when you get to the to Raw SmackDown, it's like, okay, are you carrying well, over uh, Rob No, 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 NXT's about to be
0: the problem. Well starting next week. NXT well, is the problem too. So.
1: Well, that was that reportedly was debunked, but we'll see how that goes. That it was we'll came see, out that they we'll had see. a meeting, that's what's gonna happen, but we'll see how that goes. But Triple
0: with all due respect, Triple H's in the hospital. He's not even gonna be directing next week.
1: I trust Michael. But we'll Dude, see
0: those Do- Doink the Clowns coming out, and the new Doink the Clown. They're gonna, they're gonna turn. I- I'm gonna assume the Mark Henry similarity guy. I- I, let's, let's say he won the uh, the tournament. Did he or did he not? I, I have no idea. I, I don't I'm think he won. All right, I was gonna say they're gonna have him at coming out as Assault. No, no, never mind. Carrying, uh, Carrying Cross is the Assault. They're gonna have him coming out as Common Mustafa, it, it's, it's a mess.
1: Yeah, and
0: however, my, my whole thoughts on it. Obviously, I full fudge agree. Obviously, Mark Henry, who's had or no Mick Foley. I'm sorry, still in this Mark Henry high because it just opened the decade of domination elite. However, uh, Mick Foley doing this thing, I completely agree. It's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Obviously, I've been Mick Foley tattoo in my life, um, but. There's nothing he said in that segment I disagree with. I think it's a nice eye-opener for casual fans. I had two casual fans, my brother and a colleague from work, both send me the video. The colleague from work sent me the video before I saw it on my own and said, holy shit, you've been right. You've been telling me to watch AEW. So he doesn't watch wrestling, and he's sitting there and he sees – Wow, Mick Foley, who doesn't work for AEW, who's got no ties, is saying that's the place to be. If that doesn't tell you something. I don't know what will.
1: Yeah, and like I was saying, as far as from a creative aspect, AEW you have a bunch of input. WWE on the big sh- on the big stage, you have but so little input unless they politic for you to be a guy, and. I'm sure all companies have politics, but none of these guys will be politics, political like WWE. And, that, and, that's, the, and that's the problem. It really is. That's, that's my take on it. Because WrestleMania yeah. is always going to be the biggest spectacle as a wrestling fan, especially main event in WrestleMania. Even, so, oh, fine. Well,
0: but, as, as it should for a company that's knocking on 40 years old, and if we're saying for the first time in almost 20 years, hey... It's been 20 years. WWE has competition. Oh, their competition is to a two-year-old company. When they had competition in 96, it was to a company that was 10-plus years old at the time.
1: Yeah, and like— so and the a-
0: fact that AEW, the piss-hand company, is knocking on their door, that should make you think a
1: few things.
0: It should ma- make you think differently.
1: No matter, how you, no matter when or whatever, WrestleMania will always be the biggest stage. Now, AEW, they'll have it their own.
0: will, but the way they keep windling uh, talent.
1: Well, it's not even about talent. They'll always, get, they'll, they will, they'll always get somebody. It's just a matter of like I, I, growing Taker up.
0: versus Rock in three years. That's the main event.
1: <laughs> growing up, it's like you just see WrestleMania. You know, WrestleMania, WrestleMania, WrestleMania. Now, kids coming up now, they'll hear about Double or Nothing or whatever, but WrestleMania will always have the lineage, and, that, and that's never going to change. For sure. but, but it's just it, Depending on your personality or whatever Or if you know you're a Vince guy Or you're a prototypical Vince guy It's hard to trust them it, it's, it's, it's just too hard to trust them Now I understand Vince has his ego He doesn't want to change or whatever But at a certain point It's time to adapt or perish As his son-in-law would say
0: I I agree I agree. If that's all you got for that, there was something earlier in the show, but I lost I lost I lost my notepad. So there was something I did want to bring up. If you got a minute for another point. Yep. So I'm gonna throw a throw that. and for all longtime listeners, they should pop for this. But I don't know how many times in the first sixty plus episodes of the show, we the listeners have to hear the pleasure of you saying, Hey, it's two thousand all over again because in 2015 2016 2017 they were doing a lot of things similar to what they were doing 15 years prior so and again i'm not saying it's a copy but there's a lot of similarities i was almost saying to 2001 um in discussion to uh similar wrestling fans where i was saying they were like yeah i had a, I had a discussion with someone recently and they were like saying like how good AEW's tag division is. And I was like, yeah, the only thing I can really compare it to is like, oh, one, when you had Edge and Christian, the Hardys, the Dudleys, the APA, and maybe a few other tag teams, too cool, whoever else was there. So it was like, oh, shit, that is kind of a 2001-esque vibe. Now, this has a big WWF mark, WWE mark, and I don't know if this rubs you the wrong way, but I've read a lot of reports where somebody was saying AEW just had their WrestleMania 17. They were saying that All Out was as good as WrestleMania 17. Like that, the pay-per-view is in comparison, top to bottom, it delivered as strong. Just like oh, 2000- WrestleMania 17, that's 2001. So I was thinking like, how much stuff is similar to it? Like Kenny Omega, huge baby face, awesome, huge baby face had a big heel turn. Oh one, so it's kind of funny, Kenny Omega. This year, is having a big heel turn, blah, 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 blah. So I didn't know if that comparison, if it's something you saw, if it's something you agree with, if it's a comparison that you, I, you I, hate. I,
1: I I completely disagree. I completely hate it. It's so hard to compare something that happened Sunday to something from 20 years ago, especially in this day and age, because there's so much wrestling. And a lot of it gets lost in the shuffle. Now, if you want to revisit this in 5 to 10 years, will you still be talking about All Out 2021? And granted, that Steel Cage match, that probably will go down as a top 10 match in AEW history that they show on their own network whenever they get one for years. It probably will be, no, no doubt. But I, I don't think that now, like that WrestleMania 17 you had Angle Benoit. You had the Hardys. You had the fun with the hardcore TLC? title match. The TLC match. The, op- the opener with Regal with the I.C. title. And there was a lot. Um, the Vincent Shane street fight. Uh, there was a lot of stories. Who was Linda-
0: Regal with the, with the I.C. Jericho.
1: Jericho when okay. they opened the show. You had the Vince and, the Vince and Shane street fight with the Linda storyline by itself. And there was, from a storyline perspective, that everything we talked about this with Kanye last week, everything hit on that show. The only thing that there was there was one bad storyline,
0: and then and then this is this is where AW will harp to that this is a wrestling company. Everything hit wrestling wise last time. Yes, twenty years ago, everything hit. Like and you had you had a Vince or, or you have a Linda gimmick, mass. That's that, that's storytelling. You you had a lot of. Sports entertainment matches where top to bottom we had a shit ton of really good pro wrestling.
1: Yeah, yeah, All Out. yeah. If you're a wrestling purist, fine, but it's still hard to say it because <laughs> it's so long ago. Now, I'm not saying that this is WrestleMania 17, but I still revisit All Out.
0: Same. That's why I got it in my leg
1: because I I, I think All Out. Will get revisited more than this. Tw- I mean, all in. I'm sorry.
0: All in. All in. When- I, and I knew that's what you meant. Um, I, I don't think after watching this, I don't think. No, this was better than all in. Top to bottom, the matches were better, more story, more more surprises. The real surprise of all in was Jericho dressed up as Penta. That was that was your only surprise.
1: Well, for me, it for you- wasn't really uh, surprise wise. Because, and again,
0: but if you go over everything, you had two title matches at All In. You had four, four at All Out. Um, top, top to bottom, my opinion, and I'm, I'm passionate about All In, All Out 2021 surpasses All In.
1: Because this is the thing about All In. They didn't have a TV show, but they got all this stuff over on being the elite. Oh, yeah. And, and not only
0: that, and then they also
1: had 10 the use of, of multiple gold.
0: companies. You had New Japan talent, unsigned talent, Ring of Honor yeah. talent, NWA talent. So
1: yeah, so basically every like all those matches like they had story. Like even with Hangman and uh, what? Who? Uh, Joey Ryan. Oh, Joey, yeah, I mean, that was Joey Ryan. You right? know, it was you funny. Know, you know. It was funny. It was entertaining. It worked. And then you had Omega in his match. It worked. The the, the six man that they, they ran out of time, but it was a it was a car crash, and we loved it. Cody and no, Aldis.
0: We didn't have a Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan came in
1: after. Okay, okay, that's what it was. After. Okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i was yeah, sitting so, here.
0: I was about to search it. I'm like, wait a minute.
1: Yeah, and that and that was fun. And they got it over on being the elite in ten pounds of gold. And that's what I enjoy about it because I that's what I can enjoy about it. Like I said, there's nothing, There's no wrong answer. If you prefer that on the, this past weekend's that that's fine. But to me, the WrestleMania 17 comparison, we won't be able to even compare compare about that. Because, you, you,
0: you have a great argument with exactly what you're saying. Yeah. It, it's, something, it's something you're comparing off of 20 and a half years ago versus something that's not even a half a week old. Yeah, so. and,
1: yeah and then like when AEW, they start getting legs, you could, you could start ranking the all-outs when they start getting more legs on them. But WrestleMania 17 was consistently that day to now known as the best WrestleMania. So it's-, it's The it's, only it's,
0: time it's ever been argued was, was that, whoa, that was the year the Hardys came back. I feel like somebody made an argument that year. Uh, I,
1: know, I know me and Pash talked about it because we were ranking them because he brought up the point of, point of- the tagline for that WrestleMania in Orlando, thirty-three, was the ultimate thrill ride, and you kind of went on like a little. Uh, you kind of went on a roller coaster of emotions watching watching the show. There were highs, there were lows, and you came back up. then and, and, and I were,
0: remember him saying that because he was sitting next to you and he watched you
1: cry. Yes, he did, and like and like when the Undertaker lost the Royal range, like the ride was over. You know, so I do, I still hold that WrestleMania in high regard. It's still one of my favorites, but. Like I said, like it's it's all about preference. But WrestleMania 17, say people will say what you want. You know, you always have those people that be like, "Oh, that show's overrated." It's like, okay, fine. But it's all about preference. But I'm not one of those guys. I'm not in that boat.
0: So I get, I guess, my one thing. And again, because I just, I guess, for conversation purposes, uh, and I'm I'm not going against WrestleMania 17 because i WrestleMania 17. You got three great tag teams and. One of the greatest matches of all the time. Um, it, it's funny because I thought this for ten years. It, uh, when I got back into wrestling, it was if you are trying to convince somebody that doesn't like wrestling to watch wrestling, what do you show them? Because growing up and as a kid and as a teenager, oh, oh, you want to watch wrestling? All right, let me show you King of the Ring '97. I'm gonna or '98, whatever year it was. I'm gonna show you. Take care of mankind. But it's an unrealistic exper- expectation, but I don't know how many times I showed somebody who doesn't know what wrestling is. Let me show you this match, because this is why I'm a fan. And I don't know how many times if I didn't show that match. All right, let me show you SummerSlam 2000, the TLC match. Let me show you uh, WrestleMania 17, TLC 2. So those car crashes were the go-to matches. But yes, there are three prominent tag teams, and in my opinion, the fourth prominent tag team in that era was the AAPI. So another conversation I had, it was somebody was asking me, because they're, again, diving into AEW, and they're like, hey, who's your favorite AEW wrestler? And I have that conversation, and I did mention to them, I was like, hey, look, I'm big into AEW because I really appreciate what they do to the tag division, because... Raw SmackDown doesn't care. They make makeshift tag teams. You get a makeshift tag team once, once every year, every other year. You get the world champion and their foe holding the tag titles. is is redundant and it's it's goofy and it's disrespectful to tag team wrestling. So I was saying how between the Young Bucks, the FTR, forever the rival, fuck the rival, whatever it is, uh, proud and powerful Santana and Ortiz and. The Lucha Brothers. I love the four of those tag teams. Those four really good tag teams that AEW has right now. I, I like I appreciate the day one-ism of AEW. I want to say the Young Bucks are my favorite tag team because I do like those guys, and I appreciate their matches, and I know they've had a lot of good matches. But, like, I always have liked the Lucha Brothers, and I've been a, a Pen- Pentagon fan for four or five years. So I want to say the Lucha Brothers are my favorite tag team, but I wasn't really big into Santana and RMTs until they debuted in AEW, and I really got behind them. FTR, I was a fan of an NXT fan here. It's one of those things. It's like there's, there's four teams that are really good, and I like everything they do. I, I know who my favorite is, but I can't say who's the best. But then AEW's got so many other tag teams. So at the same time, when I make the 01 comparison, I'm like, is there ever been a wrestling time since 2001 that tag team wrestling was this good?
1: Has there been a time? A time. Uh-huh. Can you think of
0: since 2001? Because I know, unlike myself, where I stopped watching wrestling for seven years, can you think of a time where wrestling since 2001 has had a tag teams being this hot? Not where a tag team was hot for like three months where... NXT NXT definitely made strides with tag team wrestling. American Alpha, Enzo and Cass, The Ascension, and other teams that they had there. I'm definitely mi- missing some notables. However, can you ever think of that? That's a, another reason why. Where I'm thinking, when this show started, we made a lot of comparisons to 2000. But I'm thinking with AEW right now, I'm, I'm, there's a lot of comparisons to 2001.
1: Yeah, because uh, yeah, to answer your question about tag teams. NXT, they did a great job with tag teams, but on the on WWE, it hasn't been for at least a year stretch. He's been so, Vince gets so hot and cold with him. Every like, I'll give it what maybe a six month span that he's hot on it and then he cools down on it. Cause we did, we have had yep. some excellent tag team title matches in WWE, but it's just the fact that Vince is so hot and cold with it.
0: Yeah, yeah, for for sure. Couldn't uh, couldn't agree more. And outside of that, I think I mentioned this a few weeks ago on the show, but I watched, I watched, ai don't know how I got into it, but I watched a YouTube series on, like, the history of all the NXT championships. The NXT Tag Team Championship history is beautiful. It's beautiful. I was sitting there beating my head. Like, I, I didn't buy the first iteration of the NXT Tag Team replica, but I was like, I've always been a fan of, the design of the current one, I'm watching this, and I'm like, there's so many matches. There's so many losses and changes of the tag titles that are forgotten that were really good matches. This video I found on YouTube that was extremely lengthy where it didn't just say, hey, look, this person had the belt, then it went to here, and then it went forward, 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 like a quick six minute video. This is a long video where it explained, it would would have like a 30 second where you could read, this is how it changed, and then it, it would show clips from the match. But um, NXT Tag Division, what they put put together is, again, I would assume what NXT has done with the Tag Division, WWE hasn't done nothing close to that since the early 2000s.
1: No, now they haven't. Not from a longevity perspective, not at all. Like I said, it's been a few months here and there, but that's about it I can give you. Anything else? No, that's not it. All right, so as always, Subscribe on all podcast platforms. What a maneuver for your Matt Madness gear. Ringside collectibles. Use promo code and Madness to save 10% of the orders of the figures we just talked about. No show next week. I need a break. <laughs> um, so, uh, for X2 Flyer Extra and Biggie, I'm Aloy and Lloyd. And we will see you guys. Talking all of
0: this madness. They talking other. They talking other. They hop on the top rope. About the land with this elbow. Got them now. Put them down right now. Hit them with the palm handle. Tuning up the band. Y'all don't understand. Fist a Superman. It's a Summer Slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man. Man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince McMahon. It ain't shake the land. Off the cell. Fans love it. Ain't hard to tell. Talking madness. Awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man. Y'all off the smell.